0: Hey guys, welcome back to Pin Pals, the podcast about enamel pins and the makers behind them. Whether you're listening or watching the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Today, we jump into the world of wooden pins with my friend Shay, aka Shazer's Laser. We talk about his wooden pins and how the process of making wooden pins differs from enamel pins. We also talk about the pros and cons of selling pins on Etsy, our mutual love for Ninja Turtles, and end with some fun pin related rapid fire. We also discussed the importance of having a niche. So, if you're the type of person who likes to take notes, get your notepads ready. Without further ado, here's my Pin with my Pin Pal, Shazer's Laser. Welcome to Pin Pal, Shay. How's it going?
1: It's going. How are you?
0: Uh, doing great. Just hanging in there, taking it day by day. I can't believe we're a year into this pandemic. It feels like it just started yesterday. But um, I,
1: You know what's oddly funny about this is that I started doing what I'm doing about a week before the pandemic hit. That's how oh. I can track about where, where I'm at.
0: Okay. It must have been uh, pretty crazy, pretty crazy for uh, you to start off a business and then have it just the world kind of turn upside down.
1: It, it was interesting because I had gone through the whole process of just getting started by buying all my equipment. You know, I got my cutter, I got everything ready. And then I had spent a ton of money. And then it was like, lockdown, you got to stay home from work, you know, then I was wondering if I was gonna get a paycheck or not. And and that's when like all that employment and everything started. So there's a little bit of uncertainty there. But I'm glad that I did it when I did it. You know, and, and here we are today about a year later. So there you go. I mean, if anything,
0: one of the first lessons to that you like were kind of forced to learn is how how to adapt your business when when things change. Um, so it's it's awesome to see that you've you're still here a year later, uh, adapting and overcoming. Right, which is re- really great. Um, cool. So before we start getting into the nitty and gritty stuff, let's um, let's have you introduce yourself to the listeners. What's your deal? What's your
1: spiel? What's your elevator pitch? Um, well m- my name's shay um, and my company which i recently just legitimized is called shazor's laser and it's a laser cutting laser engraving um, i make pins keychains magnets uh, personalized items uh, pretty much anything that i can fit in my laser and is doable i can figure out some sort of way to to try to help people figure out what they want Um, In addition to that I've also started doing enamel pins. Um, I've always been really uh, intrigued by enamel pins and I started a collection I don't know maybe two years ago with just buying some Ninja Turtle pins because you know Ninja Turtles are are my jam along with Pokemon so (laughs) you know I think my first set of pins was from Ooh, I forgot who it was but you know, I just bought all four of them, liked it, and from there, it just kind of escalated to kind of an obsession. And I think all pin creators slash collectors understand that obsession when it comes to, oh, you see this awesome pin, I got to have it for my collection. And then before you know it, you have too many pins for your board. Um, yeah. But I wanted to jump in on the enamel pins, but every time I would research, the, it basically was very expensive, you know to to do it and and it wasn't until i reached out to anthony at express yourself he uh he helped me really get started on this and gave me some pointers and and so in addition to all the laser cutting that i do i'm also just kind of dipping my foot into the enamel pin world
0: that's awesome let's bring it back a little bit is do you have any early pin memories or did it really just kind of start like Two years ago, when you saw some cool Ninja Turtle pins?
1: Well, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with me that Disneyland is yep. probably where a lot of people start realizing like the obsession with pins because you got to get your lanyard, you know, then you got to fill it up with pins. And then from there, it's just kind of like, oh, now I got to get a second lanyard because, you know, this trip to Disneyland, I want to wear these pins. And then maybe the next time I want to wear these pins. And it kind of blew up from there. And whenever I have friends go to Disneyland, I'm like, hey, just pick out a pin that you think that I would like and bring it back to me. And so my whole collection pretty much started with Disney pins. Um, and then from there, it was like Ninja Turtle pins and Pokemon pins. And it's like, oh, this random pin, that's awesome. And and just that's where it all came from.
0: That's awesome. I think everyone on the podcast has those Disney pin beginnings. and. Mm-hmm. That's great. We all have. We all start from a common thread. Disney pins. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny too. Is
1: uh, on my on my Disney lanyard. I have a Ninja Turtle pin that's hiding <laughs> in there, just to see if people notice it, and and they do.
0: Yeah, and, and you just need like a, a little like a little heads up, or oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. they don't need like, to what, say do much. You you do you notice anything's like, different on this? And they're like,
1: oh yeah, look, it's Leonardo.
0: <laughs> that's really cool um how did uh collecting the pins kind of turn into making pins
1: wooden and enamel well um starting collecting the enamel pins like I said it got me interested in creating the enamel pins but when I realized just how kind of expensive it really was I was trying to think maybe maybe it's not for me maybe I can't do it and I had a lot of doubt but a friend of mine Uh, bought a laser cutter. And once I started seeing what he was doing with it, it got me really intrigued. And I saw a lot of the things that he was making and creating. And I was like, Hey, I could do this. It's not that, you know, there's an initial cost, but it's not Mm -hmm. that expensive overall. Um, I can make what I want. And I thought my, my, my initial thought was it'd be really easy to promote myself because I play a lot of Pokemon go and I could just make a bunch of Pokemon pins and hand them out to people during like events. You know, it's just like a really cool business card. That way that I can showcase what I make, throw a little Mm -hmm. card with my info on there and just give them out. And uh, that's kind of where I started with it. And it just kind of exploded from there. And now I'm just making what I make. Anything that I think that's fun and exciting or, or things that appeal to me, I make. And then I throw them up on my Etsy and that's it, you know, just, just kind of, just kind of fingers crossed that people will buy it.
0: Yeah. And you're, you're doing a great job. Um, I think I actually had one of your, uh, wooden pins. I think it's the Ninja Turtle logo on the sewer plate.
1: Yeah. So you must've gotten that from, I think his name was Spidey. Yeah. He, he ordered, I think. 10 or 15 of them from me mm-hmm. and then I, I think he gave them out and what's funny that you mentioned him because he had told me and 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 I I might be getting my information here a little weird but he said that Vanilla Ice has like a yearly convention and he wanted to give some of my pin like that sewer lid mm-hmm. to Vanilla Ice and I was like Holy crap. If you're really <laughs> going to meet him, like, and I sent him, I sent him a set of the wooden pins. I said, please, please, please give these to him. And uh, because of COVID, he didn't have any tours this year. So
0: oh man,
1: you know, shot my shot, my, uh, my hopes up there for him getting some of my pins this year.
0: Don't consider it a lost cause. My friend, um, uh, Joe is a really good friend of mine. We go back to when I first started warrior pins and he delivered Uh, Oh, yeah. Multiple times uh, with a picture of vanilla ice and some of our pins. Uh, You know, I have
1: I have seen your pictures of that.
0: so as soon as the world gets back to normal, I'm sure you're going to get hooked up with some awesome pictures. So I got my fingers crossed that it'll happen for you eventually. Joe's a yeah, great that, dude.
1: I would be really excited if that happens. <laughs> That's really cool.
0: So tell me, I, I want to I wanna ask you a couple of questions about this laser cutter. Forgive my ignorance, but I don't really have any experience with the laser cutter. Um, is this a machine that can also kind of cut into other materials besides wood, or is this just kind of only laser etchings into wood maybe if you can kind of explain that to listeners
1: so the cutter that i have it's in layman's terms it's called a chinese k40 which means that it's um about a 40 watt and it's not that powerful to cut through really anything other than three millimeter birch wood and some acrylic Uh, i can laser etch on things like metal or um like tile you know, like uh, uh, those plate coasters, you can kind of do that kind of stuff, but it's not really powerful enough to cut through any of that. So, wood, yes; acrylic, yes; uh, everything else, it just will etch. Um, but my my cutter specifically is relatively small. It's only about thirty inches long by maybe about twenty inches deep, so it only can hold. It can hold a 12 by 12 board, but that's too big to cut on it fully. So I have mine cut down to 10 by 10s. And that's pretty much what I'm restricted to. Um, I did boost it up a little bit. I gave it a new motherboard so that I can control the power a little bit. You can actually go Mm -hmm. in there and remove and like kind of upgrade it like a PC. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's highly recommended because the way it comes stock, uh, you can't really control the power output and things like that so uh i've updated it with a with a new motherboard uh, little gadgets here and there and then i the program that i run is called lightburn and from there i can go in and modify the files i can add like borders around it i can add all the holes and and everything for keychains but more importantly i can tell it how powerful and how fast to run the laser so If I run it a little bit faster then I want to turn the power up because it's going to go back and forth a lot faster and it's not going to give it enough time for the laser to hit the wood. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of little intricacies that you really have to learn in order to kind of nail it down. Um, I certainly have a style. I like to run my stuff a little bit darker and deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas opposed my friend, he likes to do a little bit of lighter, lighter and you know, things like that. So it took a lot to learn initially, but, um, it's been an interesting journey to figure out how to run the laser in a way in which that I like. That's really cool.
0: Um, And I should have shown this, these earlier uh, when we first started, but I have some of your pins right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And by the time this episode is out, there'll probably be posts with better up close up pictures Mm -hmm. of, of all these pins. But I mean, the details are great. I love the contrast. Um, they came out really smooth, very, I'm surprised, I'm honestly surprised at the, like the amount of detail that you're able to get
1: on something like this. Yeah. It actually kind of baffles me, uh, just how precise the laser can be. Because if you look at that pin, even down like by his tail, that's just a teeny tiny little piece. And yet the laser does it like it's nothing just like a printer. It's really interesting
0: that's awesome um one thing that did come to my head was because the details can be kind of small do you ever like find yourself like is the laser like too strong and, and like maybe the katanas will like i don't know cut off or, or or something like that is there any kind of like like margin of
1: error with something like this are you pretty much getting- so so yeah actually um I did, I did a set of, I don't know how familiar you are with like World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. but um, Not too much, but. In the game, there's uh, different races and different classes. Mm-hmm. Well, I made a bunch of keychains according to whether you want like an orc or a warrior or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the images that I had were so detailed that when I did what's called a fill. So if, if you take a look at the pin again, just like look at his katana, for example. I can set that to a fill or I can set it to a line. And if it's a line, it'll just go through and make just single lines. But if I do a fill, it'll fill in all that dark, dark area that you see. That's called a fill. Okay. So what I did was I tested it out with a fill. And because there was so much detail, it was basically burning too much of the wood that it wasn't coming out clear. So I flipped it around and just did a line and then it ended up being a lot cleaner. So there's just little things like that where you have to kind of judge whether or not one is better than the other. Right. The other thing too is um, you can do an image file which would burn... Here, I got this guy right here. So this is the original Ninja Turtle comic book cover. Oh, so cool. So that is an image file. So you can see how it burns... Um, basically like a black and white image. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then that's a magnet that I have. And then like this one, I just did a baby group. This is a vector. file. It's a vector. Okay, so you you can you can um, the vectors are a little bit easier to play with because they're a lot cleaner, and they have harder lines, and they come out much cleaner than an image file. Like you saw that that image of the, the the Ninja Turtle comic, it was a little fuzzy, mm-hmm. you know, and it really depends on the quality of your original image. But it can be done, and I think I sent you one of these, but that's yes, also an image file, and it came so, out
0: great. I'm yeah, I was and it awe. looks
1: awesome. It looks just like a newspaper article. So yeah, it had to go right up on my on my fridge. Yeah, so. Had to. So there's, it, there's lots of little tiny things here and there that you just kind of learn over time, but it all mm-hmm. takes practice. It all takes, you know, trial and error. And if one thing doesn't work, try something different.
0: For sure. I love that. And, you know, that's also good advice for, for pins and, you know, trying to sell them. If it doesn't work, try something else. And it's just right. trial and error. That's how you learn and get better and develop kind of like your own craft and your own system. Um so that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that insight. Um, if I can ask you, what do you think are kind of like the advantages um, with wooden pins versus enamel pins?
1: Well, the, the main advantages is, is that I have control. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can make one, I can make 20. And if, if it doesn't work, then I can figure out how to make it work without it costing me a lot of money, right? Um, whereas enamel pins, it's like you once you have your design and you send it off to your manufacturer, it's just kind of a a fingers crossed and hope that they get it the way that you want it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not to pivot, but when I did my first set of those wooden pins, the Ninja Turtles as enamel, I was so meticulously picky and I, I felt kind of bad for the manufacturer because I would not let them go to print until it was 100% what I wanted it to be, which is how it should be, Absolutely. But th- they were, they were fantastic and, and they helped me out a lot. So, so when it comes to the wooden versus the enamel, I think it mostly is the, con- the level of control that I have because, you know, I don't have to spend a ton of money to hope that they come out correctly when I can just make it work how I need it to work.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Having that flexibility is is huge and you you don't need like a lot of money up front to produce product. Right. And that's also huge. You can use that that extra cash, time and resource to make more or just experiment doing other stuff. But it's awesome that you're not tied down to to a mold cuz I've been there and I know other pin makers who have been there where they get the mold and something's messed up and you're stuck. With that, unless you want to dish out another 100, 150 bucks for like
1: a new mold. And and that was one of the things that Anthony really stressed to me was he said, be very, very specific about your sizes Mm -hmm. with enamel pins. Because when you say one and a half inches, they're going to take one and a half inches from its longest point. And that's where he kind of got messed up with one of his, or I think it was two of his pins, where they came out smaller because like Leonardo's katanas went above the head. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's if you look at my pins, my Leonardo is actually taller than the others. So I had to stress to the manufacturer that I needed his pin just to be a little bit larger than the others. Otherwise, his body would be slightly smaller than the rest. So I was really, really particular about that.
0: Hard to see here. I'll get some pictures later and post those on our Instagram, but... I I see that, and I've run into that issue in the past, Uh, as always with Leonardo, too, because of the swords, Uh just kind of throws it off a little bit. (laughs) Cool, cool. Um, So yeah, I can definitely see the advantages, and it just looks cool, and this isn't something that you see every day. So the fact that, you know, it really stands out, just kind of puts you a little ahead of some of the other competition, just kind of makes you stand out a little bit more.
1: Well, the other advantage too, I think is for the consumer is that they're not as expensive mm-hmm. as enamel pins, you know, enamel pins definitely have a cost to them and you have to, to turn that around in order to make some sort of a profit that the consumer has to pay a little bit more for a metal, you know, pin versus something that's wooden, it doesn't cost as much. So you can have the same cool design in a really unique style for a fraction of the cost. Mm-hmm. You nailed it.
0: Yeah. Everyone wins, it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> That's really great. Can you tell me any kind of challenges um, you've faced when trying to produce and sell wooden pins uh, or even enamel pins just in general? I'm just looking to see if, you know, there are any other pin makers that can, that can relate to some of your challenges or some of your struggles and, you know, maybe how you've overcome anything like that.
1: Well... Wood wood is um, such a unique market that I don't think very many people know about. Even I didn't really know about it until just about a year ago when my coworker was like, hey, I'm gonna do this. And I started looking into it more. I wasn't, I mean, I knew that there were laser cutters and I knew that those things existed but I never thought much about it. And then once I got into the world, like there's groups on Facebook about it and they, they all kind of help each other figure things out. It's it's interesting. I think the hardest part for me getting started was when I actually purchased my initial machine. It mm-hmm. didn't work. Oh. And uh, I had it for about a month and I uh, my friend and I just racked our brains left and right trying to figure out why it wasn't working. And I eventually ended up sending it back because Uh, It had a 30 day return policy. And on the 29th day, I emailed them and said, this is going back because I can't figure out what's wrong with it. And they're like, well, we'll send you a a YouTube video. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I I want the machine to work and I don't want to deal with it. So I ended up packing it back up, shipping it back. And then I sat for a couple of weeks just going like, if this is how it's going to be, I don't even know if I want to try this. Mm -hmm. But then my buddy ended up selling me his uh, laser because he got a better one. And uh, I'm using this guy, you know, a year later, and it's just worked out great. But I think that was the hardest thing for me was just like, the anxiety of, hey, I want to do this thing, but it's not working. Like immediately, it's not working. And I was like, is this gonna be how it's gonna be? And I kind of had to put that fear away and figure it out. And that's, that's where we're at now. So yeah, I mean, that was, that was the hardest part. Um, But everything from there, the next hardest thing I think would be just like figuring out how to get the burns, the way you want them to be a bit, Mm. you know? I can see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned before the, the one line or multiple lines, the outlines and the edges and stuff Mm -hmm. like that are a little bit thicker than the inside. Wow. A lot of patience. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it definitely is a trial, some trial and error. But now that, you know, once you practice with it and get it, you, you kind of, when you have a new design, you kind of go into it knowing what you might do mm-hmm. to make it work. Yeah. So I'm kind of at that point where when I see a design, I'm like, oh, well, this, this, this design's not really going to work. Mm-hmm. Do you have, you know, I have some people who are like, oh, make me pins or keychains of my logo. And then they send me a logo. And I'm like, that's just, it's not going to work, you know, like the way that your logo is designed, it just doesn't really work. So either I'll do some editing for them to try to get it to work or mm-hmm. make them give me a new file. Sure.
0: Yeah. The same thing with uh making pins too. When people send you stuff that has like gradients and oh, yeah, super yeah. fine details, it's like, ah, uh, I get, let me redirect you to this like one-on-one pin page to kind of just, just read through this and then resubmit your design. It, you know, what's funny fun.
1: is, like I said earlier with my with my enamel pins, I got, I think I went a little too crazy for my first set of pins mm-hmm. with how, just how detailed they really were that um, looking back, I was like, man, maybe I should have tried something a little bit easier, but I'm really glad that I went all in on my first set because in my opinion, I am, I'm absolutely in love with those pins and how they came out.
0: That's awesome very rarely will you, you know, people will be proud of like their first products. Um, but a lot of the times people will be like, yeah, you know, this is our first product. And, you know, we've gotten so much better at this and this and that. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like it's kind of like the opposite for you. You're really happy with all the well, time. What, what, that what went was into- really funny
1: is um, uh, m- my my day job professionally, I'm a graphic designer and a printer. Okay. So I don't know how familiar you are with RPG and CMYK. hmm. I know the importance of them. Yes. So my initial, I worked with an artist for the the designs and my initial designs were set up in RBG. So when I sent them off to the manufacturer and they sent me their, their proofs back, Mm -hmm. all of the colors were wrong because they were converted over to CMYK, which is used for printing and ink versus RBG, which is used for, for light. Mm -hmm. So The difference, the differences for those who don't know is RBG is used for designing on screens like uh, uh, phones or web pages, things like that. But CMYK is used for printing or any kind of physical object. And the two colors may look similar on screen, but they will not be produced in their respective medium correctly. So when I submitted my files as a RGB and not knowing it, they came back as CMYK and they were completely wrong. So I had to spend. I don't know. I think I spent like three hours picking out Pantone colors <laughs> to to just like get the colors back to where I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a nightmare. I learned from that one.
0: Yeah, I've made the same mistake in getting the proofs back and I'm like, what did something what happened here? And, and yeah, I like, had to school right myself. Brain. Yeah, I- exactly. But I, you know, I kind of have like a little background in graphic design, but, it, it, you know, it's not a day job for me mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm just kind of like learning what I need to know to mm-hmm. get by. So there was a learning right. curve, you know, while actually trying to produce the pins. So um, that's awesome that you kind of have like a leg up on that kind of information and, you know, really the importance.
1: Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went to school for graphic design and then uh, that's what I do every day now. So when I when they sent me that file back and I looked, I was like, no, it's not right. And I was like, oh, no, RBG, why?
0: <laughs> All right, so I know we kind of talked about this in the beginning of our call, but I'm curious to know if the pandemic has affected your business. You said you started a week before the pandemic hit. So I'm kind of curious to see how things... Uh, have been trying to start a business and get the gears going during a pandemic?
1: So you know what I I find interesting? Um, There's a lot of really bizarre things that have happened during this pandemic that uh, I never would have expected to turn out the way that they did. And a lot of that is like collectibles have skyrocketed in value and price during this time. And I don't know if that's because people are sitting at home collecting unemployment checks or they're bored and they want something to spend their money on. And they're just like browsing the internet and trying to kickstart their nostalgia. But for me, it was, it's always hard getting started. And I did like reach out to Anthony and said, you know, like, when did you really take off? And he said, it wasn't until he was able to fill up his Etsy with multiple items Mm -hmm. that people had more of a variety. Did he take off? And I kind of took that to heart and I just kind of went crazy with like coming up with every idea I could to throw up on my Etsy. And that's kind of when everything started picking up. And I think it's just because people, they just want things right now to make them happy, which is why online shopping is like, you know, that retail therapy just going online and knowing that a package is on its way, it makes everybody happy. Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly, I, I, I couldn't tell you, um, I didn't seem to have any trouble getting started. Like there was always a sale here or a sale there. And then as time went on and I had more product up, then I was getting a couple sales here and a couple sales there. Um, but you know, I, I get enough throughout the week that, um, makes me feel pretty good. (laughs) That's great.
0: That's amazing. Uh, I wish a lot of other people could say that. Um, so that's great. And yeah, retail therapy has been a huge thing in 2020. My Shopify stocks have gone through the roofs. They're insane. Yeah. (laughs)
1: It's
0: cool. Uh, last question before we move on, you know, you've been at this for a little over a year you're making stickers you're making wooden pins you're making enamel pins what's one or two little pieces of advice you would give out to someone who is looking to get into making pins whether it's wooden or enamel
1: don't doubt because that's what I did uh, you know I, I I would look at the prices and just be like too expensive I can't afford this you know and like I can't sell a hundred pins I don't need a hundred pins like I just want a couple. Don't let those negative thoughts uh, overwhelm you. If it's something that you really want to do, then then find a way to do it. Because you know, being able to to take what you love and put it out into the world so that other people can love it, it it, it speaks volumes. You know, just just stick with it. If it's if you're unsure, talk to friends, talk to family, get advice from other people. Um, and 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 make it happen if you can make it happen.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. Never doubt yourself. There's always going to be people just kind of saying there's always going to be excuses. Right. It's so easy to get caught up in that stuff. But sometimes done is better than perfection. You don't right. need... That, you know, that's
1: always something that I... It's hard to, it, to, to live your life by. But a finished product is better than an unfinished product. So... Yeah. Lately, that's what I've been trying to do is when I think of something, I write it down, try to get it done, try to get it up on my Etsy. If I don't like it, you know, then I don't like it. You know, it's not going to go up on my Etsy, but at least I tried. Mm -hmm.
0: I love that. All right. So let's jump into marketing. Um, I want to ask you, do you have any kind of marketing strategy or approach when it comes to trying to sell your pins?
1: Well, initially... I made a lot of new pin friends on Instagram, and uh, Anthony was one of them. And then there were a few others that I just talked to on a daily just to get advice. And uh, initially, it was, "Hey, do you mind sharing this for me?" And uh, you know, and then I would wouldn't mind sharing something for for them. And that's kind of how I started getting a little bit exposed. Um, free giveaways; those uh, really really help. If you can afford to, to give a set away or a single pin away um, just as a, as a giveaway, it's a really great way to get uh, the followers up and to get more exposure out there, especially if you want to do it uh, like a joint giveaway. Um, I've done a couple joint giveaways, and it's a great way to be exposed to the other Instagram's followers mm-hmm. and them to yours as well. So it's just getting more eyes on it. And then somebody wins a really cool set of pins, you know? So, yeah. so it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Um, I did a joint giveaway with a, a Ninja Turtle page, Ninja Totals. And overnight, I had, uh, I, think, I think within an eight-hour period, I gained like 120 followers.
0: Wow. Just,
1: just from that one giveaway, because he has so many. Yeah. So it's a good way. Uh, that's a really good way. The other thing I do is occasionally I'll promote an, a post. Through Instagram, uh, you know, I pay, I think it's like 30 bucks for like a week Mm -hmm. and it just gets it out there. It's like, you know, 30 bucks, it's kind of, kind of a lot, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you're getting thousands of, of eyes on it. And even if you, if you sell one or two things, then you, you know, you've made your money back. So at least you're, you're even, Mm -hmm. those are, those are the real ways that I was, uh, trying to get my, my, get people's eyes onto my product.
0: I want to talk about the giveaways real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I know giveaways, and other people have mentioned this on other episodes. Giveaways are a big thing to try and and grow your following organically and right. to get your 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 product seen by tons of other people. Sometimes tens of thousands of other people. How do you right. run your giveaways? How what does that look like? Whether you're doing it by yourself or you're collabing with Ninja Mm-hmm. So um, when
1: Ninja and I. I've been chatting with him for a while and I think, you know, we've become pretty, pretty good friends. And uh, I just was like, hey, you know, would you be interested in doing a giveaway? And he was like, absolutely. Let's do this. He's like, we can get your numbers up. And he was super great about helping me. And that was actually my first giveaway. Um, And he actually took care of everything. He was like, I'll make the post, you just share it and we'll, we'll take care of it. Uh, so he, he did everything, I just kind of sat back and and watched how he did it. And then a couple months later, right around Christmas, I think it was, I did another giveaway with Anthony from Express Yourself. And uh, I managed that one, because I wanted to do it, I wanted to get my fingers in it and figure out. So I made the post, I designed the post, you know, I wrote up the listing, I gave it to Anthony, he posted it. Uh, and then I think we ran it for five days, I think mm-hmm. it was. And basically it was just like, you know, like his page or follow his page, follow mine, like the post. And I, I think it was like share the post with three friends or something like that. And then from there, I, we put it in a random generator and somebody won and, and we shipped them. Anthony shipped his, I shipped mine. And then the guy got him. And as soon as he got him, it was right before Christmas. So we promoted it as like, you know you get these two sets of pins, one for you and one for a loved one for Christmas, you know, (laughs) just a time for Christmas kind of a thing. And then it, uh, you know, they, they get them and then they post them. Oh, I I love these pins. So, so that's, um, that was the joint one. And then, and then I wanted to do a free one. So recently, um, I just had all the artwork finished for a giant Pokemon project that I'm doing of all the original gym leaders and their, their main featured Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, Eight gym leaders and eight Pokemon, so it was 16 pins total. And I gave the entire set away for a giveaway. Talk about so value. that. That was, yeah, uh, it, it was a big one for me to do. And, um, the girl who won, she lives down in Florida and she's just she was over the moon. She's like, I never win anything. And I was like, Well, <laughs> congratulations, you have 16 pins coming to you. <laughs> and, uh, all of the pins I have, all of their back cards are specifically designed for each gym leader so they they all will have a different backing you know as like the the first gym leader is a rock type leader and the second one's a water type so i have them designed according to what type of pokemon they specialize in
0: i like that it's little things like that
1: that's a little a little feature i really wanted to like stress so i spent hours and hours and hours designing these backing cards and Mm. and getting them ready and they're ready so I'm in the process of getting that project going which is which is quite an undertaking but it's it's in the works I have the first set Brock and Onyx ready uh, and Misty and Starmy are in production currently
0: that's awesome and I wish you the best of luck with that release um, and making those pins thanks and you also mentioned that you have experience in the past running um, paid campaigns uh, probably on Instagram. I think you can right. kind of do Instagram and Facebook in tandem. Um, but I want to talk to you about kind of your social media strategy. You know, what platforms um, are you on? W- what seems to be working for you? Um, you know, what are some types of posts that seem to do well for your account? Because a carousel for me might not, you know, right. might work for you, it might not work and,
1: and, and vice versa. So I'm, I'm just curious to see, you know, what's that like for you? So I, I have an Instagram, which is where I spend 90% of my time. And I also have a Facebook, which I don't like using um, Facebook over the years has kind of uh, been I've been turned away from Facebook over the years for various reasons. But I do still occasionally post uh, in pin forums on uh, Facebook. There's a few that I that I post when I get new pins, and that's just, you know, it doesn't hurt to throw them up there and just be like, hey, you know, check these pins out that I just made. Yeah. You know, but but then I get an influx of uh, manufacturers messaging me, trying to get <laughs> me to purchase, you know, to to buy from them and things like that. And and I have made a few sales off of Facebook, but the the primary source that I use is Instagram. I think it's a little bit more user friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's more people um, in our demographic on Instagram. Yeah. That I, I think more people that would be interested in the product on Instagram, whereas Facebook seems to be a little bit of an older crowd. Um, not saying that they they aren't, but I think that just Instagram is for me kind of more the area that that has been working. Um, so every once in a while, you know, I'll throw up the paid the paid, uh, uh, advertisement and just try to hope that draws some attention to my page and, and kind of just see what happens. Are you getting,
0: um, cause I, I, I kind of geek out on that kind of stuff and, and I've done it for other jobs and and I've run ske- like paid ads in the past for warrior pins. Mm-hmm. Um, do you get into like the nitty gritty of, of creating an audience and you're like, okay, we're gonna target uh, Ninja Turtle fans, pop culture you, fans?
1: You know what's funny is, is no, the answer is <laughs> no. Uh, I, I did that for one and I got not one hit from it. Uh, and I don't know if I did something wrong or it, it just didn't, um, the algorithm didn't figure out what it was I was looking for. But um, from that point on, I just was like automatic because it, it, the automatic one, it kind of targets posts that you follow, posts that follow you. Mm-hmm. And when you when I look at my, my following, my followers and who I follow, they're all generally Ninja Turtles, Pokemon, video games. And that's exactly the demographic I'm trying to, to target. So I just let Instagram take care of it
0: cool oh well, i mean the algorithm is always kind of <laughs> learning and updating uh as we right. speak with every click every like every follow every saved post um that's awesome that it's working for you though
1: yeah i more it works more times than others sometimes but um yeah it's just kind of a gamble you got to take
0: it you got to be, be
1: willing to risk it to risk it for the biscuit i guess they would say
0: 100% 100% um it, it's always changing. Um, it can be hit or miss, but you should not let that discourage you. You should be playing right. like the long-term game, I think, when it comes to paid ads. Because mm-hmm. um, it's super easy to get discouraged. Um, yeah. Talk to me about uh, the reason you decided to use Etsy
1: as your e-commerce platform. So... I am too cheap to pay for a website (laughs) and I don't want to build it myself. Um, but I have a few friends who also are on Etsy and they're quite successful. Mm -hmm. Um, they do have a lot of fees, but if it, if it prevents me from having to put in a lot of extra work in my already very tight schedule, um, I'm willing to, to, uh, sacrifice a little bit of the income that I would have made for it to be so automated. Mm-hmm. Um Etsy in the past years has grown a lot. And I think Etsy's kind of the go-to for handmade uh, uh trinkets and whatnot, Agreed. you know, for for, yeah. for crafts and things like that. So it's it's I know when I'm looking for something very specific, Etsy's the first place I go to. So uh and even more so, I know that the people on Etsy are just like you and I. They are people just trying to to make their craft and trying to make a little bit of money. And it, it never, it always is going, not always, most of the time it's going to be someone like you and me who, who just is trying to get their stuff out there. And I would rather support someone like that than find it at like a Walmart. So, oh,
0: hands down, anytime I can try and support artists or creators doing something different kind of going mm-hmm. against the grain um i'm the same way i go to etsy first
1: see what i can find there who can i support mm-hmm. one year for christmas for uh all my brothers and sisters i bought pins for everyone from etsy nice everybody got a cool pin and then i designed like a really neat card like merry christmas blah blah you know stuff like that put oh, it on that's there nice for them. that's sweet
0: I wanted to do that but then it just became too much. I'm like um dude, like what kind of pins do I get my parents? I've already gotten them like weird stuff. Like mm-hmm. we come from a, a a Hispanic family so we have like the the Goya Sazon seasoning like someone mm-hmm. turned that into a pin and I gifted that to my mom. My uh-huh. dad loves Samurai Jack so there're not a lot of Samurai Jack pins out there but I picked up I found right. a couple of them on Etsy. Uh, I right. gifted that to him yeah my uh,
1: my sister-in-law she loves Megara from Hercules mm-hmm. and Disney only made one Megara pin and it was both her and Hercules in the same pin but there was just no Megara pin anywhere and I found one on Etsy so I bought it for her and that's what she got for Christmas and she was over the moon that's awesome
0: it's the little things in life It can Mm -hmm. be applied in so many different ways. But Mm -hmm. I, I, that feeling of just seeing someone light up because you and I both know that feeling very Mm -hmm. well Uh, when you see someone else kind of like light up just from a a pin, uh, it's Mm -hmm. such satisfaction.
1: You know, and it's, it's great too. Like when, when I get a, a positive shop review and it's just the person just beyond excited about how, how much they love the pin that they received that you know I've, I've had a couple people buy a single pin and then they loved it so much they came back and bought the rest of them or they bought other things from my shop because they're just super happy with with the pin and, and they're just very very excited for it that they're just like i have to have the rest of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's, so awesome. that's always good for me
0: oh absolutely love when when customers come back and complete a set or, or, or just buy more in general. That's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. And I think it's really cool that you're on Etsy. Yeah. The fees and stuff like that, um, can be a little, eh, you know, kind of (laughs) sucky for lack of better words. Um, but the plus side, uh, is you have, you're, you're on this giant database of just like this platform people are constantly searching for things i think it's right up there with like google and youtube in terms of like the amount of like search like the search volume happening on etsy so you you nailed it you're like I, i i think you're selling you selling your pins on etsy is is a great fit and like the ideal Uh, the ideal platform for you so
1: yeah I I think that uh, like I said because it's such a it's a platform for creators Mm -hmm. like you and I that that that's kind of where people like us go to look for those kind of things so it kind of just turns into like this big big circle you know like I'm looking for this but I'm also selling this and then you know people on Etsy see that you have an Etsy shop and then they'll look at your stuff. And then before you know it, it's like every day, all day long, I'm just getting this item was favorited. This item was favorited, you know? And I'm just like, Oh, this is great. I'm so happy that people are seeing my stuff.
0: Yes. I love seeing that favorite, but sometimes it goes off too
1: much. I'm like, okay. Can you buy it's it like, yeah. Now? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or when you look and it's like 10 people have this in their cart and I'm just like, buy it. Just one, just, just, just one. buy it. <laughs> No. And and you know what, this is for, for me, this whole thing is supposed to just be initially, it was supposed to be just for fun. It was supposed Mm -hmm. to be a side project that I was just going to do in my spare time. And if I made a little money, fantastic. And it has come a lot farther than I ever expected that it would. And uh, now that's where I, you know, I've, I've legitimized the business. I've made it an actual business. Congrats. Um, I'm I'm focused on trying to make product. I'm focused on coming up with new enamel pin designs. After I'm done with my Pokemon one, I'm going to do a World of Warcraft one um, and, and just kind of go from there. And so every weekend, I, every Saturday morning, I wake up and I'm just like, what can I get on my Etsy today? And I just kind of brainstorm for a little bit and then I just start dishing stuff out. Uh, and then by the end of the weekend, I'll throw up a few things on my Etsy and kind of go from there.
0: I like that. Always staying ahead. I I think a big thing is just constantly like releasing stuff um, on a right. consistent basis. I think that's also kind of like a little key to growth. Uh, Mm -hmm. for our types of businesses that aren't like dealing with lots of volume, you just have to consistently, you know, release one or two new pins every, every month, every buy month, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever works for you. But
1: yeah. And that, that's kind of been like where I've at with, with the laser cutting stuff, like I said before, you know, I have the control so I can control just how quickly I'm doing it because I have the means to produce them right here. So I can come up with the idea, make the file. You know, burn it up real quick, take a picture, throw it on my Etsy. Whereas the enamel pins, yeah, they, they take about a month to get to get fully rolled out. So about once a month, I'm doing the enamel pins, whereas I'm putting up between two and five products, hopefully. I mean that's that's like my goal each week mm-hmm. from the laser cut stuff. So I think this weekend wow. I put up one, I think I put up about five new products on my Etsy just this 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 weekend.
0: Wow. That is incredible. That's awesome. That's what I'm talking about with that flexibility. You're mm-hmm. able to cash in on any kind of like fads that may happen or memes or something like yeah, that. If it when, uh,
1: when the Bernie Sanders thing happened where he was sitting <laughs> like in the chair at going. inauguration, I just was like, got to do it now. you know. And I, <laughs> I, I got that out, burned it up on my Etsy that day. And I think I sold six or seven of them. Okay. You know? not Not a lot, but there's some people out there with my Bernie Sanders laser cut pin, So it, it, it just, it's, it's, a, it's a testament to just having that flexibility and mm-hmm. just like
0: quickly being able to be one of the first people to kind right. of fulfill the, the, the demand for, for mm-hmm. that type of pin or right. that meme. <laughs> That's <Right>. awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny.
0: Wrapping up like this whole marketing portion of the episode, what do you think sets you apart? from other pin shops, whether it's your marketing strategy or just kind of how you approach, um, your products, what do you think sets yourself apart?
1: Um, looking kind of lurking around and snooping on other people's laser cut stuff. Most people from what I've seen are doing more kind of artsy laser cut stuff with like, Monstera leaves this here or like fancy coasters or things like that. And and I specifically focus on nerdy stuff. Ninja Turtles, Pokemon, video games, uh pop culture references. You know, I just made a bunch of labyrinth stuff. I don't know if you have you seen the labyrinth.
0: I have not seen it,
1: but I know what you're oh, talking about. Well. That's your homework until you know this weekend. (laughs) Watch the Labyrinth. That's a fantastic movie. And there's this little there's this little worm, and it's the funniest thing because you know like the main character she sees this worm and and he's like hello and she's like you know did you say hello and he's like no I said hello but that's close enough and I just made the pin uh, it's sitting right here actually of the little worm. (laughs) and he just says hello next to it and you know like that's just something that popped into my head because it's a it's a joke between my sister and i Mm -hmm. we will do that to each other all the time and i just was like why haven't i made a pin of that so i just made a pin of it and now it's up on my etsy as of yesterday and and what's really interesting too is like this little worm pin that i just showed you uh i looked around on etsy and there's tons of stickers there's tons of of coffee mugs and door mats and all these other things, but I didn't see any laser cut pins. You know, there's enamel pins, there's stickers, there's keychains, there's all kinds of other product, but no laser cut. And so now there is. So if somebody go. wants a laser cut of the labyrinth worm, there he is. He's up on Etsy for you.
0: And that's awesome. So and there's other uh, like products of that worm out there. So it's not just like an anomaly. It's not just something that you right. think is cool. There's like, you know, there's a little bit of a following behind it. So right. there is mm-hmm. interest in there. So that's cool. So it sounds like you're just kind of um, sticking to your niche, your your, your niches um, with, with the turtles and the Pokemon and all mm-hmm. things nerdy and, and pop culture. But I think what's more important, and I think something that we both share, is that we make stuff that we love. This is right. stuff that we would wear Ourselves and there's right. passion behind it. Yes, we're in it and we formed a business to to turn a profit. Um, but there's still passion being driven, like driving these products.
1: Right, and that's like I'm excited to think of new designs, to make designs, to get them on my Etsy, to share them because I'm so excited about it. You know, like I played World of Warcraft for many, many, many years, and I made some pins because it you know reminds me of the good times that i had in the game making lots of friends and doing things together that i want that same feeling to be shared with others i actually just got an order today for some warcraft keychains for uh, a couple that's getting married and they want to hang them on her bouquet because they're they they play world of warcraft together and it's kind of like a running joke in her family that that you know, this is who we are and we love each other for it. And, and this is part of our lives. So they have these keychains so that they're going to use at the wedding.
0: That's really cool. That's really cool. That's got to feel pretty cool to know that you're making, you know, your your just your little pins are, are part of someone's really special day.
1: Right. Right. And so I told her I would throw, I'd throw in a couple extra.
0: There you go. You
1: know, here's a, a wedding gift from your fellow wow player, you know, kind of a thing. So, <laughs>
0: That's really cool. Also another uh possible avenue of business, custom wedding pins.
1: Yeah, I mean, um I I also do custom pins and keychains for uh businesses. So like if anyone, you know, has a logo that they want to to turn into a, a laser cut pin or keychain, um feel free to contact me. Uh, I I do it all the time and I do have special promotions for first time orders. So, so don't hesitate to ask if you, if you're interested. There you go.
0: Listeners definitely take advantage of that. If you are interested, um, Shay will guide you to the promised land.
1: And if your (laughs) file's terrible, I'll tell you.
0: (laughs) I love it. So we're running a bit long, so let's just cut straight into the, uh, The awesome Rapid Fire. This is going to be a mix of pin fun questions, some pop culture stuff. We we have revamped this portion of the podcast. Um, So the first thing that come to mind, lay it on me. All right, go for it. Soft enamel or hard enamel? Soft. Dyed enamel pins or glow-in-the-dark enamel pins? Ooh.
1: Both for different reasons, but glow-in-the-dark are pretty awesome
0: wooden pins or enamel pins
1: oh you can't throw that one at me (laughs) uh i would have to say wooden pins that's what i was hoping you would say (laughs)
0: um when it comes to enamel pins what is your favorite metal to make the pins on
1: um i've been doing mine on nickel they look great like that nickel Nickels a nice choice. It, it's got that nice um, shine to it that yes. I don't think a lot of other pins have because other pins are uh, I think they're painted black or or they they put like a black coating over it. This yeah. has like a, a metallic reflection aspect to it, which I, I really dig.
0: Yes, in some you know in some lighting it can look all black, but then you just kind of move it a little bit and right. you just got like, exactly. kind of like a little shine to it, and that really is it exactly kind of looks a little polished and it pops a little bit. Right. I'm on you with that. Um, This is a fun one. Are you hashtag pin game strong or hashtag pin game proper?
1: Ooh. Or both? Pin game strong.
0: Okay. Oh, gee. I love it. Are you a hashtag pin addict or hashtag pin collector?
1: Oh, geez. I would say uh, I have recently become collector because my hashtag pin addict was getting a little too crazy. (laughs) We're all
0: there. I don't have my big pin board behind me, but that thing is full and it's crazy. And yeah, I can relate to that. What is your favorite place to rock
1: a pin? Uh, my, uh Well, I don't have a backpack much anymore since I don't, I'm out of college, but that's <laughs> where I would rock them. I, I'd rock them on my backpack.
0: Nice. Classic. Um, Simpsons or Bob's Burgers? Oh, Bob's Burgers. I watch that every night love it love
1: it i'm on um, season eight
0: i think at that show you, you just can't get tired of it
1: nah louise is the funniest one you know it's funny as we just watched the episode where gene was afraid to spend the night at his friend's house and i was like that was totally me as a kid i was such a <laughs> big scary cat as a kid and it just made me laugh
0: <laughs> it can be very relatable at times uh are you team marvel or team dc
1: oh marvel for sure nice comics or video games uh, I, 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 enjoy both, but, um, I never really got into comics. So I I've always played video games ever since I was very young. Are you
0: more of a TV show person or a movie person?
1: Oof. I, it, <laughs> both. Um, but definitely movies. We have a weekly movie night with my group of friends that because of COVID we've been having to do over zoom, but for years we've been having, are Friday night movie nights. That's and, awesome. Um, I that's love cool. movies. I love movies.
0: Love that. Love that. Really important to be able to spend time with your friends like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's that's, that's really my cool. getaway. That's what I look forward to the most each week is nice. movie night with my friends.
0: I love that. That's so nice. That's
1: very wholesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Aww. <laughs> uh, it's, what... it's
1: basically what I live my week for is for Friday nights.
0: We all have our own reasons, and I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. What is your favorite pizza topping?
1: Hawaiian. Ooh, okay. I love pineapple on pizza, and anybody who says otherwise, you're wrong. Okay. Okay. All
0: right. I see you, Shay.
1: Uh, Are you into m ms or Skittles? You know, I love Skittles, but when I eat a whole bag of them, my stomach does hurt a little bit. So I'm going (laughs) to lean towards those m
0: ms (laughs) Oh, God. I've been there before. On both ends, Skittles and m Yeah. M&Ms. yeah. <laughs> Who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Leonardo. I like that. Wow. How about that? Got the blue mm-hmm. on for this interview. Yep. I like that. You know, you've been in business for a little over a year. What has been the highlight of running a pin business? What's been like the, the one accomplishment that you're most proud
1: of? Um, I would say that... Opening that box of my Ninja Turtle pins was way up there at the top because when I saw my idea come to fruition and I had tangible objects that I could hold in my hand that uh, speaks volumes that I went from an idea to a physical product and from there people all over the, the all over Etsy, I would just say, you know, everybody who's purchased one can can uh, feel the same feelings that I have about those pins. Uh, it, it means a ton. That's nice.
0: I think I can understand that. I can get that. That's a very, this is something awesome to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to remake one of your pins, which would it be and Why?
1: Um, you know, the Michelangelo pin, the enamel pin, my initial idea was to have his actual chains, the chains on, on, on him be actual chains so that they would dangle and swing. Um, I think I, I still might try that for a future project. Um, But the way in which that they had to do the holes, it seemed a little funny to me. So I Mm -hmm. I ultimately did not do it. But I think later I might give it a try and and see how it goes. That
0: would be really cool. That would be also really cool if you could figure out something similar to that
1: with your laser machine. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, You know what? You just put the idea in my head and now I'm going to go for it. Boom. Keep me updated. Would love to... uh,
0: to snag one of those Mikey pins. If it, if it does actually work out. Um, last question. I love ending the podcast on this note, um, because I think it's a very wholesome question, but what are the little things in life for you? I know you mentioned movie night, but is there anything else? Um,
1: I would say your relationships like, um, you know, my friends and I are very close and, uh, you have to value your relationships Um, take the time to enjoy them because you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. And if you, you don't live life the way that you want to with the people that you care about, you know, it's a, it's going to be kind of a sad life. So just, just enjoy the time you have with the people that you care about and uh, yeah, go from there.
0: Wise words, my friend. Very wise words, well-spoken. Shay, you've made it to the end of Pin Pals. You've made it through the gauntlet. Congratulations, how do you feel?
1: Feels good, I'm excited.
0: (laughs) Cool, I'm glad. So I'm gonna give you the floor, tell the listeners kind of what you have going on, where they can follow you, you have any shout outs,
1: the floor is yours. Um, Let's see, so I have my uh, Pokemon Gym Leader pin project going on at the moment. Uh, From there I have a World of Warcraft uh project lined up um uh from that uh just uh my laser cut stuff if you have any ideas that you want to throw at me you can find me uh, on instagram at chasers uh you can you can email me at chasers at gmail.com um and uh for anyone who's interested i will uh, probably later today or tomorrow throw up a discount code uh, Pin Pals 15 for anyone who wants 15% off of my Etsy page. Uh, that's uh that's for any of you listening. Boom. That's a good deal. Considering
0: that these wooden pins I believe are slightly uh, less expensive than your regular enamel pins. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. something to get excited for.
1: Yeah. So that's where you can find me. I'm also on Facebook. I don't, really utilize that very often uh, so you probably won't get a response from me much there but uh, Instagram I'm, I'm always very responsive so if you have any questions concerns interests shoot me a message. Instagram's the place
0: definitely go check out Shay at Shazers lasers love the name by the way I think it's yeah. very punny. <laughs> it,
1: it, it is so I, growing up I uh, uh I was a bunch of my friends always called me Shazor. They're just like, oh, Shazor's here. And and it's a nickname that always kind of stuck throughout my whole life. And then I got a laser and I just was like, it makes too much sense. So I'm too- just going to go with it.
0: It was meant to be. Right. That's all it is. It was just meant to be. That's awesome. Shay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I look forward to continuing our, our friendship through the pin game, sharing more pins. I know I got to get you some pins. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that. We'll be in touch very soon. And I wish you nothing but success and happiness through your pin journey and throughout life and and all your Friday night movie nights. That's awesome, man. That's great. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for your time, Shay. We'll talk soon. All right. See ya. Peace. And there you have it. Another episode of Pin Pals in the Books. What a good conversation with Shay. Felt very wholesome. Felt like it ended on a wholesome note, didn't you? Anyways, if you like what Shay had to say, what he's about and his pins, Feel free to give him a follow on his Instagram page. Better yet, check out his Etsy shop and, you know, if you got some extra scratch, pick up some pins. All of his links will be in the show notes or the description of wherever you're listening to this. And hey, can I just say real quick, if you've enjoyed this episode or this podcast in general, there are a number of ways that you can support it. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can follow the podcast on all these different platforms, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube anchor the list goes on and we're working on expanding that list apple podcast listeners can rate the podcast five stars and that helps a big amount you can also leave reviews which i love to read and we'll get to one in a minute you can share our content with your family and friends i know that there's someone in your life who's looking to maybe get into a side hustle or who's into collecting things and might find an appreciation for pin conversation who knows (laughs) you can buy pins from the guests on the shows. All their links are always in the show notes. You can also buy pins from Warrior Pins if that's, you know, what you want to do. You can also buy me a coffee, and this kind of works like a Patreon, but without the reoccurring memberships. You can just kind of buy me a coffee, AKA leave a donation, leave like a little tip to the podcast and all the funds will just kind of go back into the podcast. Well, not kind of, we'll actually go back into the podcast to help churn out better, more premium content for y'all. So, I mean, just listening to the podcast and making it to this point is huge already. And I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, how about this? Take a screenshot, if you're listening right now, and post it on social, mainly Instagram, because that's pretty much where we're only active, and tag us in it. I want to know who makes it to the end of this episode, and who's got the audacity to post about it, you know? Anyways, let's get Such a great listen. It was so interesting hearing about what goes into the pin-making process. Also love hearing stories such as Nostalgia Vaults, where despite their disability, they're still thriving in their passion and doing what they enjoy. Definitely inspiring. Thank you, Anna Maria. I really appreciate the kind words. And if you leave a five-star review, maybe one day I'll read it on the podcast. As always, I'm Eric from Warrior Pins. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's little things in life. I'll see you next week. Peace.